0: Friends, you may have a seat here for uh, just a moment. Uh, thank you for being here. I'll tell you, I am super encouraged. I just, you know, as we we're worshiping, I just stopped for a minute and just looked around at you. And and that, oh man, is so encouraging just as we go through all of this, that place that we find ourselves in. And so... Thank you uh, just for your presence here today and for the consideration and the kindness that hopefully we're all displaying for each other through all of this. I even have my travel antibacterial right up here with me just to, you know, for those things. Um, It's been amazing to me as we have come through this week to see exactly where God has put us in the story of Rome, in the book of Romans that God inspired uh, the Apostle Paul to write. Last week, John did a fantastic job talking about how we're, uh, as bodies, meant to be a living sacrifice and not conform to the world but be transformed, right, have our minds transformed, that we're meant to not be conformed to think the way the world thinks about things but be transformed and renewed to instead think the way that God thinks about things, Um, And as we've seen this week, there's definitely a difference in those two things, right? Um, And so we want to um, continue to dive in this morning. We've made a few adjustments to what we're going to do. So I'm going to share just a few things with you uh, from the book of Romans real quick. And then we're going to worship some more. We're going to pray some more and really have some focused time of prayer because that's one of the things that as the body we can do for our community and our world for sure. Um, and So we're going to jump into that. But one of the places in Romans chapter 12 where we're at and we find ourselves, I don't know if you're like me, but when you read what we looked at last week, okay, be a living sacrifice, renew your mind, transform. If some of you are similar to me and you're like, okay, but what does that mean? Right? How do I do that? That's kind of exactly where Paul is right here in the next couple of chapters, is he turns a corner to say, hey, let's look at some practical ways we can do this. I remember being in some of my first uh, Masters of Counseling classes, which I'm finishing up that program in May, and my professors saying things like, hey, what you want to do is unpack people's, help people unpack their boxes. And I'm going, and I'm, if you know me, then you're not surprised, but I'm the person that's like, What does that mean exactly, right? And so I love how Paul kind of takes these moments and goes, okay, I know I could just say this and you'll be confused and maybe not do anything. And so like John talked about, the key is following through with faithful obedience, right? And so what do we actually then do? And we see a little picture of that. And I can't imagine God lining this up any better with where we are last week and this week in our world than where we find ourselves this week in Romans. So I'm going to invite you to look in Romans chapter 12, verses 3 through 8 with me. We're going to read that together. Um, Just share a few things with you guys and then jump back into some more worship. So um, that should be up there on the screen as well. It says this, Paul, inspired by God, wrote, For by grace given to me, I say to every one of you, not to think more highly of yourself than you ought to think, but to think with sober sober discernment as God has distributed to each of you a measure of faith. For just as in one body we have many members, and not all the members serve the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ. And individually we are members who belong to one another, and we have different gifts according to the grace given to us. If the gift is prophecy, that individual must use it in proportion to his faith. If it is service, he must serve. If it is teaching, he must teach. If it is extortion, must extort or encourage. Uh, Sorry, not extortion. Exoration. Sorry. Uh, Yeah, reading. Quick. Here we go. Sorry. You must encourage is basically what that means. Okay? So, hey, you know, we got to laugh sometimes. If it's to contribute, do so with sincerity. If it's leadership do so with diligence if it's showing mercy he must do so cheerfully we see this little picture of something that paul shows us inspired by god of how we actually live out this whole thing of walking with jesus so we looked at last week that we're called to be a bod- bodies that present a living sacrifice right one of the really interesting things that's in that passage that we read over in the English is that the bodies is plural and intended to be plural, and the sacrifice or the offering is intended to be singular. And one of the things that Paul is pointing us to, that God is pointing us to, is that we are better together. We need each other. God's intended purpose is that we live our faith in community that's part of who God is it cannot be separated from his identity so together we are bodies who present a sacrifice present an offering to God and that is the picture in that passage in verses one and two and so Paul then is saying okay well how does this work out how does this happen what does it look like Well, you can't start anywhere other than where he starts. Hey, here's the deal you gotta be sober minded. You've gotta think accurately, first of all, about yourself. You can't think too highly of yourself, and you can't think too lowly of yourself. That's what pride does, and how it hurts us, and where it gets in the middle of it. C.S. Lewis has some great quotes. As always, he's C.S. Lewis. He says, pride is the granddaddy of sin, right? Because the way that sin works is we believe something different than what God has said or what God believes, and then we choose to say, I know better. And that's pride, right? He also says, humility is not thinking less of yourself. So part of pride is not lowly thinking about yourself, not valuing yourself enough, right? Not seeing yourself as a member that's important, and not seeing yourself as a member who's too important, right? But to think of yourself less. So, be clear and accurate about who you are, okay? And then think about other people more than you think about yourself. This is the interesting place that we find ourselves with the gospel. In the, with the gospel, we come and we say, hey, I'm a sinner. I need a savior. I'm bound up to this thing called sin that's leading me to death, that's leading me away from being who I was made to be. And Jesus steps in and he breaks us free of that right and he calls us instead to himself and his family right a child of god a daughter of god and part of understanding the body is understanding that that's a reality we live in but our very western individualistic and of course we live in the hill country of texas which we love and will not you know apologize for in any way but also at times makes us even more rebellious than the normal American individualistic person, right? And so that God pulls us out of this place, chained up in this place, to set us free together, as a body together, as parts of one thing, right? And so we cannot shy away, we cannot avoid, we cannot pull ourselves Away from community, because that's part of God's very nature and character. We need each other. We need each other. God wants you to know who you are and whose you are. He wants you to be accurate and clear and honest with yourself about who you are. And he wants you to know that you're his son, you're his daughter, and as so, a part of a community a part of a bigger body than just yourself. And he gives us a measure of faith, it says in there, to understand this and know that. And that idea is a metronome. It's a standard of something. So some people read that and go, well, you say that, Jason, but I know my measure of faith is just really little and yours is bigger, right? That's actually the opposite of what it's saying. It's saying you've each been, we each have been given a standard And you know what that standard's called? The Holy Spirit. (laughs) We each have God with us, in us, the same exact person in us, right? There's no varying degree of that. Same is true with our children. They're important parts of our bodies, right? They don't have to grow up to get more of the Holy Spirit, just like we don't, okay? And so we have that right there with us. The message shares this in verse 4. It says, each part gets its meaning from the body as a whole, not the other way around. I love the way that it words that because in our culture, we want to get our meaning from ourselves and then go let everyone know what our meaning is, right? But what God is saying and what is so important in a moment like we find ourselves in is actually your meaning, my meaning, is found together. And when we function together, we function like we're supposed to be a little bit of that sandpaper on each other, right? Rubbing off a couple of things, working together in those ways, right? God operates all throughout the scripture like this. God brings people and families together. And every time, starting in the very beginning, that you see sin make its move, what it does is it tears people apart. Started with Adam and Eve and the first family, and it's been happening ever since. And so God calls us to be part of a body that pushes back from this that happens so easily and say we actually need each other. We're in a situation right now where it's really easy to get, or will be easy for people to get disconnected, right? We as the body have to fight against that to stay connected. Now, in saying that, please hear me there is a huge opportunity and a huge value for the church to be seen differently than many times we are. And that's being considerate. That's being kind, right? The least we can do is be kind. I can think, I don't have to think less of myself, but I can think of myself less enough to care about someone else, right? Right? And so this whole thing that maybe some of us struggle with at different levels of right or wrong or all that kind of stuff with social distancing, here's the deal. As the church, we can always be kind. We can always be considerate. We can always be compassionate to other people. And maybe in the end of all of this, our world sees the church a little differently because of the way that we respond and and we treat others and the ways that we also stay connected, right? So Paul keeps talking about this idea of the body. Here's one of the things that's really important. Every part of the body is important. Every part of the body is important. It's important for us to know, and some of you here have felt this way. I know because I have. Some of you have felt like, you know what, I'm not that important to what makes up a church, how it flows, all of those things. I'm just here. They don't need me, right? If you have thought that, if you've heard that been told to you, I'm so sorry. If you believe that in any way, let me tell you, you're wrong. That's pride Keep it creeping in us apart. We need each other. We are better together. That's the way that God designed us, like a body. I need all the parts of my body working and working well in a healthy way for me to be healthy. And anytime that any part isn't, I'm what? Sick, right? And that's part of the reality. The other group It's also a place that I've been before. And that's what in the world would they ever do without me? (laughs) They need me, right? And let me tell you, if that's where you find yourselves in, let's not think too highly of ourselves than we ought, is where Paul starts, right? But let's think accurately about ourselves. Does the body need me? Yes, just as much as it needs you. Not more or less. It's the same. Just different roles, different parts, different gifts. And so God wants us to know what our gifting is. He wants us to accept our role and own our responsibility. So this is one that if we had more time and the world was different than it is, I'd go into a little bit more. Um, but I just want to put it out there as something to be thoughtful and prayerful about Um, if you don't know how you're gifted and how you're wired let me share with you one really easy way to find some of that out be a part of community and ask them (laughs) right ask your life group hey what do you notice about me how do you think that I fit well what do you think are things that I do right again we need each other we need community sure there's tests and things like that that can help to some degree but whatever. Okay, the gifts that are listed here that we read over, think about them like the sections of the grocery store as opposed to the individual ones. There's a lot of things that fall under prophecy or leadership or whatever, serving, right? Think of them like sections. And we know right now a lot of our sections of the grocery store are empty, but that's not the picture, right? Think of them as a normal time. There's lots of things that fall under there. But knowing who you are And accepting that, being aware of it, and accepting your role and your responsibility is important. The way this plays itself out in my family is I will never paint a wall in my home a color that my wife has not told me to. Ever, ever, Like, that's my wife's job to pick that stuff out. It's my job to paint it, and hopefully someone else helps me, right? But uh, it's her job to pick that out. I get it. It's not my gifting, it's not my role, and it's not my responsibility. But you know what Mindy's never going to do? She's never going to go to Costco and buy a TV. She's not, right? We know our places. We know our gifting. We know the things that we know better that we can, right? And we're all the same way. And let me tell you, this is a beautiful moment. This is a beautiful time for our people who have been designed by God to be medical professionals and understand all the things that they understand that I can't ever understand to step into this moment, right? How beautiful is that? What a good picture, right? Just like it's my job to be considerate, to be helpful. To be open to conversation, to help people who are struggling, to serve in area ways, right? I've got a different job than them, and I'm so thankful for them. And we have people in our community who are in that field, and I cannot thank God enough for them, for the way they're giving and serving and putting themselves at risk to help our community, right? To help our world. So beautiful pictures that we see. The diversity of it all matters, There are things, so I'll just tell you, and I wasn't going to say this, but I have to, because she said it right there. So one of my favorite people in the whole world is Linda Marceau. And I know probably a lot of you here feel that same way. Linda and I are super different. We are, right? We love each other deeply. We work together really well. I have learned so much from Linda Marceau because we're different. And the way we rub against each other makes me better. Right, And the way, <laughs> I know now we're both going to cry, but the way we do this all paints a picture to the world that's different than Jason Carlotini trying to be the example of Jesus to the world. The way we work together, the way we love together, the way we serve together shows the world a better picture of Jesus and It's meant to transform and change us into the people that stand before Jesus as a living sacrifice. And he goes, oh, I love that. I love that. So ask your community, what are my gifts? Be okay with the role where that's meant to be played out within the church, out in the community and own those responsibilities some of the deepest hurts that i've had in my life and especially in ministry are the times when i know i missed my opportunity to step into my responsibility to love someone well or to share with them about jesus this is a beautiful opportunity to ask god what are my responsibilities here jesus what does that look like and look Last thing here for this little part, we'll worship some more, is all the gifts are gifts of faithful obedience. They're not superpowers. Okay, don't get me wrong. I wish that the gifts were superpowers. Like Elijah is in the Bible. He's the first ever flash, and he runs so fast he outruns chariots, you know. Um, Samson's in the Bible. He was super strong, like the Hulk or something. I mean, I wish that all of the gifts were Superpowers. That would be, su- be awesome. I would love that. Me and Adam Kroll, we would love that more than anything, right? But here's the deal. The gifts are the things that God gives you in the way that he's designed you and wired you and that he entrusts you with. To be faithful to develop and faithful to share. Not growing in your gifting and your role is another way of disease in the world. I mean, disease in the body, right? It's a way of pride, of fear, of envy, having the thought of, which I've had before. Man, I wish that I prayed the way that Linda did. Right? You know what I'm telling God? God, the way you made me isn't good enough. Right? Right? Maybe I am different for a reason. And That's so important. And it matters so much. We're designed to love and live in community. And we need you. We need each other. We're designed to be better together. We need you so if at no other time than right now take the call take the challenge to step in to the fullness of who you are and again we'll uncover that together don't allow yourself don't allow those that God puts on you to be responsible for to be disconnected stay connected and that can be Technology, that can be John coming in on a screen, right? You can do that so many ways and still be considerate, compassionate, kind to the world around us. But we need you. We need you. So we're going to continue into some directed, focused time of worship and prayer. David's going to lead us through a few different ways to pray. But we're going to start that out at the place where I think we have to start. And that's at the reality that in the middle of all the things that are going on in our world, there are people, people right now in this moment who are hurting, who are in pain, who are sick, who have lost loved ones, right? And again, I can always be kind right? I can always be kind. I can always be considerate of that. There's people who are nervous and scared because they have already felt a huge impact on their business, on their family, right? I mean, all of that. There's one thing we need, and that's Jesus. I know the world might also say toilet paper, but we need Jesus and we're meant to pursue him together and share that with the world